0: Intuitive eating got popular for all the wrong reasons, there are enormous problems with it, and I'm going to push back against a lot of health and wellness professionals and tell you this is probably not the right diet for you. I'm going to be covering what intuitive eating is, the pros and cons, why people are recommending it, and why some are attracted to it. I'm going to be going over the complex issues beneath it that lead me to think this is not the right approach for most and... At the end, I will be giving you a step-by-step guide on how to start intuitive eating if you insist upon learning it. And of course, I'm going to finish with my own experience that will probably piss a lot of people off because I'm mildly going to be talking out of both sides of my mouth, but As usual, I'll be offering an Amazon gift card at random to someone who can answer something I bring up in this video for this week, put a comment on YouTube saying what foods our eyes are naturally drawn to because of their color. You're going to have to listen closely for this one. So with all that said, make sure you subscribe if you haven't. I'm Andrew with Pride. Let's get into it. Obviously, we need to explain what intuitive eating is, and I'm going to give you two explanations. This first one is the more layman one, eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. Simple. Some people have expanded it to mean eating healthy foods, healthy, of course, being the operative word here, and some have taken this in the opposite direction, eating whatever your body craves, regardless of health and diet culture implications. That is fucking insane to me personally. So let's cover what the original definition was. It was originally coined by two dietitians in 1995, specifically with the intent of helping those with eating disorders. And it is a 10 point process, which is as follows. One, reject diet mentality. Two, honor your hunger. Three, make peace with food. Four, challenge the food police. I get that everybody wants to abolish the police, but maybe, maybe not this one, guys. 5. Respect your fullness. I actually love this one. 6. Discover the satisfaction factor. I think that means just noticing satiety for yourself. 7. Honor your feelings without using food. This one presupposes that your dietary and body weight issues stem from emotions, which could probably be an entire episode on its own. 8. Respect your body. A little vague, but yes. 9. Exercise. Feel the difference. Not sure how this is intuitive eating, but maybe it's about how training can increase your hunger and cravings for certain foods, or it's about how your metabolism increases when you exercise, so you generally desire food more often. Either way, I think everybody should be exercising. 10. Honor your health with gentle nutrition. Again, it's a bit vague. I like the list, but It's got a little bit too much frilly language in it, right? So I'm going to try to fix this list at the very end with my own personal steps. I want to see what people actually think intuitive eating is. So let's go check some of that out. Let's see what Instagram says. Okay, so this is hashtag intuitive eating on Instagram. Let's see what people think. Um, I eat whatever I feel. What people think happens. It's a bunch of cake. What really happens? It's a pretty varied diet. The, the thing is though, usually what does happen is that people kind of just eat like shit we we can we can tell that that's accurate just based on the simple fact of more than two thirds of the u s is overweight we know people intuitively eat like shit <clears throat> five five things that are part of being a normal eater snacking late at night ah uh, Going back for more with a picture of brownies. Making meals without a protein and it's pancakes. Choosing foods just because it's comforting. Grilled cheese. Wanting something sweet after you eat. Cookies. Everything in this picture is something sweet. The The thing that kind of confuses me about a lot of like more welcoming diets, I suppose you could say, is that they usually just become excuses to eat like shit. You know, like all, all these things are Normal, I suppose, but normal doesn't mean good. Right now, it's normal to be, right now, it's normal to be obese in the U.S. non cooked proteins for ADHD or <laughs> there's an what we have a freaking ADHD. Oh my god, there's an ADHD diet now. The ADHD nutritionist that is fucking hilarious. Oh god. Okay, moving moving on from that. Oh uh, Jesus. Yeah, see like most of the stuff about nutrition or excuse me, about intuitive eating is like hey, I'm I'm eating processed food and that's all right. Like why is it just donuts and french fries and cookies like Don't get me wrong, there's there's some good ones in here. But they're they're kind of just more like that, you know, like the the dudes who are super into like forex and business and marketing and stuff. And there's just these text things where it's like the lion doesn't care about the opinions of sheep and shit like that. It's just it's a lot of feel good text, but it doesn't seem like any of this is actually actionable stuff. And it also looks like it's repeating. Yeah, like so many of these top things were just reposted by several people. Good God how bad is the information out there that you have to repeat a few shitty little infographics let's see here's another one this is the same lady abby atwood wellness despite what diet culture says yes it's normal if you eat more than your friends choose drinks with sugar eat after 8 p.m or anytime the, the after 8 p.m thing has always been stupid that doesn't fucking matter um, unless it you know makes you eat more for whatever reason uh don't buy organic produce yeah i guess that's probably okay make a meal without protein see this is what i'm saying guys like So much of this is just, hey, go ahead and eat like shit. It's normal. But the problem is that most people do eat like shit already. God. Also, I really want to go into this ADHD nutritionist lady. I want to check out her page and just see what is going on. Because as someone who has been on every ADHD medication under the sun, (laughs) it's just so funny to me. Okay, let's get back to it, guys. Are you starting to see the issues now? The broad, vague terms create this open-to-interpretation process, which seems good at first. But if we've got 20 different people here following what their body says, what happens? You have 20 different histories that inform their intuition, possibly to their detriment. And let's be real, almost surely to their detriment, if the stats are correct, that say over two-thirds of the U.S. is overweight, with nearly 50% of that being obese. Basically, that means two thirds of people do not know how to intuitively eat. So of those 20 people that I brought up, 14 of them will intuitively eat in a way that will cause them to gain weight and to become less healthy while believing that they are listening to their body and it is going to make them upset because they will look at those other six people and go, well, it worked for them. So there must be something wrong with me. Little do they know, it's just that they have fucked up inputs, fucked up habits, and they don't know how to intuitively eat properly. Imagine you told a person in poverty to intuitively budget and a millionaire to do the same the millionaire has almost surely had some kind of budget for years and knows it on some level in the back of their mind, right? Is it any surprise that the people who are good at intuitive eating are also people who have self-control, healthy habits, good lifestyles, they always have some general education around food nutrition. It's like somehow these people who naturally decide to eat grilled chicken thighs with a side of Brussels sprouts are also the people who have been exercising regularly for five years, have maintained a proportionate ratio of height and weight, and wow, they're also good at intuitive eating. Huh. Which brings us to what I see as the first major limitation of intuitive eating. The simple fact that you cannot intuit what you do not know on some level. Your intuition will be capped at the level of your knowledge and understanding. You cannot summon a dietary insight that you do not know. Despite my deep knowledge of the human body, after over a decade of coaching hundreds and hundreds of clients, I will never be able to intuitively perform heart surgery a person who wins the lottery but has worked minimum wage their whole life will lose all of their money. You can suppose and theorize your diet, but I promise if you go read an article about the benefits of magnesium, you will suddenly intuit that, oh my gosh, maybe you need a little bit more magnesium in your diet. If your diet is more than 50% processed foods, I bet you will intuit that you need that hyper palatable, processed, boxed up food that says keto friendly, gluten free, only because your brain likes these buzzwords. All this to say, no, you cannot become a food psychic. Food is an emotional thing. I mean that in the literal sense of people eating their feelings. If you had a breakdown at work in the last month because work got really stressful, I'm like, Three and a half hours into my shift, there's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. (laughs) What are the odds that you have the mental fortitude to not go buy and binge some of your favorite foods when you get home? Oh, but Andrew, you loquacious lunk of a man, I hear you say, my body wanted me to eat that Snickers. And to that, I say, whose body has ever wanted them to eat 300 calories of shit correctly? And beyond that, who on earth would be listening to this podcast without subscribing and leaving a comment or a five-star review? What about the cultural and communal aspects of food? Your friends, your family, religion, country of birth, it all matters here. What you believe is healthy, what your friend believes is healthy, and reality are probably three completely different things. If you grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s, you may have been raised by what some people call an almond mom. You probably likely default to a handful of nuts and cheese as a snack. A ton of people right now are listening to this thinking that I just read their minds. Well, bad news? Your handful of almonds is 600 calories without the cheese even added. In Asia, your parents might have told you, drink more green tea, eat seaweed. Yes, there's benefits, but to what degree? In South America, acai bowls and cactus. Do you know how many calories are in an acai bowl? In some cases, it is up to a thousand. Interrupting real quick to ask if you guys want to play a game with me. And no, this is not an ad, by the way. Call your mom or dad and ask what he or she thinks is a healthy fat loss diet. If I called my mom before I'd been coaching her for years and asked her this, it would almost surely be low fat or gluten free. My mom thought she had celiac disease for a long time. But let's give her a call and see. Call mom hey bub mothership yes andrew uh you are on uh the podcast and i have a burning question for you are you prepared i'm prepared okay hold on talk again i want to see if i can get better audio here
1: okay i'm talking Ooh, again yes that's that's, that's be- much better, okay. better audio.
0: okay 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 you ready yes what do you think is a good diet to lose body fat Uh, low carb. Oh, okay. What else? Low carb, low sugar? Any other ones come up for you? Well, low fat, no frying stuff. You have to eat the healthy fat. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I'll give you a half a point for that one. Mom, have I ever had you eat low fat? Well, you had me eat the healthy fat, the good fat. Like, you don't want me having butter. You'd rather have me have ghee or olive oil. I I am personally pro butter, but yeah, I, d- I definitely did have you doing a lot of I know ghee. you were okay you were okay with butter though, but you told yeah. me the specific one to buy, which is the one that we buy. Yeah. It is the Carrie Gold. That's right. But yeah, it's okay. and a lot of that stuff honestly just came out of having you do having you do an elimination diet to kind of figure out what was working for you. Right. But uh yeah, okay, cool. All righty mom. Well thank you very much. I love you. Okay, I will s- I'll send you I this episode you, when I uh when it's finished, okay? <laughs> Okay. All right. I love bye. you. Bye bye. I love you too. Bye. Anyway, <laughs> all of these things sit in our mind as useful to change our body composition only because of how pervasive they are in our given society and our upbringing. Nearly all of these things I've mentioned fall under one big, beautiful umbrella term that rips the entire concept of intuitive eating to pieces. And I am very sad to say that not only did I believe this deeply, I have said it in my content before, I have said it to clients, and I still find it so, so convincing, even knowing that it's not entirely accurate. Cravings being a supposed sign from your body that you are deficient in something. When I was but a wee lad in the gym, just a small little hopeful chad, I had an old vegan woman school my young, empty brain that barely knew the difference between a sit-up and soluble fiber. So I tried talking to her. I was a coach there. After all, I was hoping, hey, I'm going to give her some tips. You know, oh, miss, you should go get some B12. And and she grabbed me by the throat and slammed me into the ground and screamed like a tyrannical banshee, you fool, my body tells me what I need. And then she sprouted wings and flew out of the gym to go tend to her beyond beef farm. And while some of that might be exaggerated, when she explained that cravings were a sign of deficiency, I was shocked. I didn't know how to find quality studies, let alone a research paper. How was I going to challenge that? But you see, dear viewers, as I said back then, I was but a wee lad. And now I am a wee lad with 40 more pounds of lean mass on me and a brain that knows how to find studies. And guess what the fuck came up in 2020? Oh my god, it's a study about food cravings as it relates to nutrient and calorie restriction and how there doesn't seem to be a correlation to craving foods with nutrients you're deficient in and you have no idea how horny that makes my food brain. If that was too confusing though, what it means is just because you are craving an orange doesn't mean that you need vitamin C. But guess what, yes, sweet sensual viewers, I still think, based on loads of anecdote hundreds of clients and several colleagues that there may be a little bit of legitimacy to this because, in general, we know that our eye tends to guide us to colorful foods like fruits and veggies because of the micronutrients, as well as calorie-dense foods like meats and nuts. Tribes out there who haven't industrialized yet and animals that haven't been in captivity, have been shown to be able to pick out the foods that are the most nutrient-dense. Ain't that some shit? However, we must once again mention the issue with that, that is, our brains and guts have been hijacked by hyperpalatable processed foods from food companies. You know what I'm saying, guys? Are you picking up what I'm throwing down here? My final bit before giving you some steps to do this properly, the final limitation here is specificity. If you have a goal to lose X pounds of fat and gain Y pounds of muscle, you will need specific measurements, in this case, macros, to hit it. Could you theoretically hit a goal without tracking? Yes. You could also theoretically do a cross country road trip without a gas gauge, but I don't see anybody out there doing any intuitive road tripping. These tips are simple, but not easy, meaning these are easy. To do as long as you remember or make a point to do them. As a disclaimer, if your only goal with your nutrition is to develop a better relationship with food, you can skip steps four and five, though I would recommend coming back to them at a later date. First, before reaching for food, ask yourself, why am I about to eat? Are you hungry, depressed, bored, watching TV mindlessly, and wanting something in your hand besides your phone? Connecting the dots of why you may be eating can help you recognize disordered eating patterns. Two, the second one, eating only whole foods and only having whole foods in your home. No one has ever overconsumed whole, complete foods that they prepared themselves. And I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. Think of it like this. If you get the urge to eat, instead of your brain saying, let's eat this bag of potato chips, which by the way is pretty much the same as eating four pounds of potatoes, which you would never be able to do if it wasn't covered in salt and fat, you're going to look through what you have at home or what you have meal prepped. And you'll eat that instead of something processed or packaged or hit in a drive through Third, pausing midway through your meal and asking, am I full Our natural satiety signals have been overwritten with years of trash foods that the FDA has somehow approved for us, and we need to rewrite that mental coding around food. And it takes time. Fourth, you need to track every calorie that goes into your mouth for at least three months. You likely don't really understand food and the calories in it. To give a nerdy example, I love comic books and can tell you within roughly a three-year margin of error what year a comic book was released just by seeing the cover. I can only do this due to years of handling and reading them. If you haven't weighed out pounds and pounds of foods... You will not be able to eyeball food and know how nourishing it is or how useful it will be toward attaining any body composition goals that you have set. But as a disclaimer, this part is only meant to be a learning phase so that you can have quantifiable metrics and experiences with food to hedge them against your intuition. Fifth, doing an elimination diet this is the thing that my mom should have brought up. Shame on you, mom. Not necessarily because it's like a fat loss diet, but because it's really, really good for giving you information about your body. But I digress. A fish does not know what water is, but if you pull it out of the water, it will immediately know. If you are having reactions to food, whether it is slight intolerances or full-blown autoimmune reactions, you will not know until you tease these foods out I do have an elimination diet protocol that I do with all of my clients. So if that interests you, stick around to the end. I'll have an offer for how to set up a free consult with me. Sixth, you need to be following a consistent exercise program at least three hours a week, ideally based around mobilizing tight muscles, strengthening weak muscles, and teaching your body the basics of primal pattern movement to bulletproof yourself against injuries. And seventh, pausing before your meal to consider the intention of the food in front of you is this a snack is this a meal does this food have a goal attached to it and if so is it conducive toward that do you have a goal and does this food make sense for it if there's enough interest in this i'll write out a full guide with some videos a shopping list recipes tools you can use if you're vibing that toss it in the comments. I'll work on it. If you're watching this right now on YouTube and there is a link up above my head, then I made one. So go check that out. Moving on though. My personal experience with intuitive eating. I built one of my best physiques ever doing this. And I would say with the least amount of effort as well. You can see that right here. It's not necessarily that it was so amazing. It's just that The amount of effort I put in versus what I got from it was just completely unbalanced. It was really easy for me to do this because I had a lot of information and understanding about my body. I have been intuitively eating for the last four months again, lifting twice a month, and have barely lost any muscle, as you can see here. Maybe that's a video on its own, you know? Like, hey, how to not lose muscle or something. Anyway... I like it as a skill for when you don't have the mental bandwidth to drive more intensely toward a physique goal, or when you're just cruising, or you have a ton of other stuff going on in your life right now, and you just can't focus that intently on your diet. But I have seen it become an excuse to fuck off on your diet with even the most seasoned professionals. Now my question for you all, did you notice what intuitive eating really is? If you break it down to its bare bones. Let me ask it another way. What is paleo? Have you gotten it yet? Okay, let me give you one more try. What is intermittent fasting? They are all the way humans would naturally be eating at certain times through their lives, depending on available foods, but we have given them a label so that we can market products around them. To what end do we seek to intuitively eat? Ultimately, all it is is a 30-year-old coin term that essentially says you don't eat the standard American diet and you don't binge eat. So if this diet is useful for you, if this episode did help you gain some understanding and clarity, one, like this video and share it to someone. I would actually really appreciate that because it helps a ton with the algorithm. Two, if you want to go deeper and discuss your optimal diet, exercise, and lifestyle, because everybody is different, if that hasn't been made clear, you can DM me on Instagram at Andrew PFM or apply for a free consultation on my website at pridefitness.us. And three, tell me what you think. Is intuitive eating the right thing to shoot for? is it a useful skill to have to better your relationship with food? Or does it just delude people into eating like shit? I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this because this one got a lot of votes as the choice for the next podcast I was going to do. For those of you who don't follow me on my personal Instagram, I always put up options for what the next podcast is going to be. This one got a lot. So yeah, let me know what you guys think. Am I fucking crazy here or you know, I don't know. I'm probably a little crazy. Anyway, with all that said, guys, my name is Andrew with pride. See y'all later. Hey guys, if you got some value out of that question, please share it to someone else who needs to hear it. And uh, you, I'm talking to you right now. If you want to ask your own question, you can go direct message me on Instagram at Andrew PFM. You can go toss a comment on YouTube, on TikTok at Andrew PFM as well, or my business Instagram at pride fitness and movement. Yeah. Hope to see you guys there later.